Hello, I'm Phil Svitek, 360 Creative Coach. And in this episode, I want to talk about the idea of how to not be overwhelmed by the calamities of the world. And I think it's a very apropos time to talk about that because, I mean, just kind of look everywhere, right? There's between COVID, um, between the UN uh, climate change report, and certainly what's going on in Afghanistan. These are just like three incredibly major things just happening within the world that can cause your head to spin and almost force you into despair if, you know, if, if, if one allows it, right? Um, but we don't have to despair, you know, um, in that sense. And so that's what I want to talk about. Now, before I do, I would like to take the opportunity to invite you to subscribe. If you haven't already, that we get all the various lessons and episodes that I put out right when I put them out. Thank you if you just did, and thank you if you already were. It truly does mean a lot to me, as I hope it does to you. So let's talk about this, right? You know, I mean, I think the ego, this is really kind of what it boils down to. The ego is a very powerful thing, right? And the reason I say that is because when we think about all these things, um, it's almost as if our ego then goes, okay, well, um, we got to do something about this you know, and so forth. And then it kind of leads to, you know, okay, this process of thinking is like, can become, you know, it's like instantaneous in a sense. It's like, okay, I got to do something, you know, I should care. I should do something, blah, blah, blah. Like this, this is dire. Like, what do I do? Boom, boom, boom. And then it just goes down that rabbit hole of like, okay, well, I don't know what to do. There's not much I can do. I don't have an influence, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, ah, and you're in despair, right? But it doesn't have to be that way. Um, because again, that's the ego, the, the idea that you alone can fix these major problems is the domain of the ego. It's just not true. But that does not mean you are powerless and you cannot do something about it, right? Um, you know, I think in a lot of ways we glorify activism because the, the activists um, that we look up to, you know, whoever that may be, you know, we can boil down their accomplishments into like just these incredible things. You know, you can look at Martin Luther King, you can look at um, Stacey Abrams, you can look at, uh, you know, whoever you want, you know, uh, Gandhi, you can look at whatever, right? Uh, Mother Teresa, doesn't matter. The point being that the culmination of why these people are known what they are known is because of the day-to-day work that realistically is unglamorous. You know, I'll take Stacey Abrams, right? Stacey Abrams did door-to-door knocking and so forth and and galvanizing Georgia voters um, on a very micro level to achieve the results that she did, right? But we only look at the result of it. We don't examine oftentimes that thing. It's no different than you know, oftentimes I talk about the idea that, like, people will say, like, I want to be the next Beyonce, I want to be the next Ryan Seacrest, and it's like, that's all well and good, but you're looking at where that person is now. Study what, how they got there, and then take the steps on a day-to-day level to get to where they're going, right? Or where, where they are, rather. Um, and when you kind of look at that, it doesn't become as glamorous, does it? And we don't want that. We want the glory, whatever that may be, right? From a you know, in the sense of like Beyonce, that might be fame. But even like Stacey Abrams, you know, she, she does have a certain clout and fame and things like that. But really, you know, for her, it's the goal of X, Y, and Z, right? And that 
and the day-to-day operation to achieve that goal isn't so glamorous. It's like, you know, I get this, you know, uh, a lot too of like, oh, that's so exciting, Phil. You're going to film a movie in Colombia or you're doing X, Y, and Z. And I'm like, you realize most of my time is spent me, you know, in order to do that. Like, it's me writing a script in front of a computer or like literally just, you know, um, looking at a screen and shot listing and whatever the case may be, right? Like, it's just a solo act of me in a room. That's not particular. Like, if anyone else saw me, it's not particularly interesting. So the result of that work becomes interesting, but the work itself is isn't as it, it is to me because I'm figuring out like how to like put pieces together and so forth and using my creative brain. But to anybody else watching me, it wouldn't be exciting, right? So that's what it really kind of boils down to: is we have to get beyond that um, that. We are the sole person responsible. We are the the solution and so forth. But we also have to see ourselves as the solution. But within a greater fit. You know, um, there's this idea, you know, we we oftentimes look at like a domino effect. But we we look at the domino effect on a macro level. I want to look at it from a micro level. Because when you look at it on a micro level, any particular domino, right? All a dom- all a single domino is responsible for is affecting the one in front of it and making that domino topple. So in terms of, you know, instead of defaulting to despair because we're so overwhelmed by like all the things we can't do to fix X, Y, and Z, instead focus on, okay, what are the things that I can do? And even in my small circle, how can I affect positive change? You know, if you just like, affect someone positively, you know, that's, that's a victory. It really is, right? Um, and I know that might sound cliche and things like that, but it's cliche because it's true. And we just tend to undervalue that. You know, uh, theoretically, we, we appreciate it. Like, yeah, you know, I really, like, if I can affect someone's life meaningfully in one way, then, you know, I'll have meant something. It's like, we say that, but we also try to define how we affect people. And it's like, you got to just do the right thing, you know, um, whatever, as, as you define it in the best to your abilities that you can. And without, without this idea of, you know, being married to an outcome because the outcome may or may not come. You have to be about, um, and when, I'm going to use the word work, but I don't mean it in the sense of like, you know, work, work. I mean like the process of it all. And so forth. And certainly not, you know, I don't mean the word work in a toxic, you know, don't ever sleep type of mentality. Um, But on a day-to-day basis, all that stuff is work and we have to be willing to put it in. Um, That's how, and that's the only, you know, solution that I know of to not feel overwhelmed by the calamities of the earth. Is to understand that it is not up to you to solve all the things. But at the same time... You do have an effect, and therefore, go do the things that you are capable of doing, you know, and don't diminish the impact that you have. Don't blow it up in the sense of, like, I need to, like, you know, if I'm not speaking in front of 100,000 people, you know, and they're listening to my message that, that, you know, that I've done nothing. No. Every little bit does actually matter, and in a lot of ways, you know, like when we talk about climate change, you know, the idea like, yeah, unfortunately it is big corporations that are the big, biggest um, purveyors of, you know, ruining our environment, right? Um, 
But that doesn't mean we as individuals in this don't have a part to play and that we can't affect positive things. So for all those reasons, you know, um, and, and let's talk about this idea of optimism, right? You know, optimism isn't the denial of what exists. You just believe that good things are ahead and can happen, you know? And oftentimes, like, you know, tied into that notion is this idea of, like, you know, do people change? Can people change? Well, I have to believe people can change because I've changed. And so if I'm capable of change, I have to believe others are capable of the same change. Um, And we have to do that. And I guess... As I'm thinking about it, one last thing that I'll add is this idea that, you know, as people, uh, you know, start to strive to do better, right? Let's not berate them for what they, you know, um, haven't necessarily done in the past. You know, I think um, too often we got get caught in this thing like, well, if they weren't doing from the day they were born, you know, they're atrocious. And it's like, no, you know what? It's like someone who's just showed up late to the party. They showed up late. But you know what? Isn't it great that they're now a part of the cause? Let's do that. And I, you know, um, it's interesting. When you really study Martin Luther King, he had this notion that if you go in angry to a protest, he doesn't, he didn't, he didn't really want you there because he didn't want that hatred. You know, you needed to go in peacefully. And not peacefully towards it, like peacefully in your own mind. And to be at peace with the other people. Um, Because that's the only, you know, and it might be this thing, well, why, you know, you can literally term it in this way. You know, why is it that the victims always got to be the ones to like, um, you know, play the bigger person type of thing. And it's like, because I just don't think any other way is sort of going to change the group that you're trying to change. You know, as Gandhi would say, you know, um, an eye for an eye will make the whole world blind. I believe that. You know, and I think we we got to start tapping into our own empathy because, you know, in a lot of ways, when I see people make certain mistakes, I'm like, I was you. Therefore, I have empathy for you. I get it. I get it. <laughs> you know, um, that's a very powerful place to be in. I think we try to make people too much into binary. You either are good or you are bad. No. People aren't good or bad. An action is good or bad. And people are full of good actions and bad actions. Have you ever lied? Be honest. Okay, so you haven't lied. Now raise your hand now because you've just lied. Right? So are you a bad person just because you've lied? I don't know. Because I'm not going to judge you that way. But the act of lying, yes, is a bad thing. Right? So... We've got to think about all these different things. Um, and just and 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 that the irony is that might sound overwhelming, but but we, we can have a little patience with it. We can, you know, we're allowed to take a step back and just kind of think about a moment and and, and really break it down to manageable parts. That's how you don't feel overwhelmed. You know, you you look for your place in things and and. Focus on what what resources you have and what actions you can take, however minor they may be. Do not judge the impact of your action, okay? Do not, because you ultimately will never be correct. You just won't. 
You never know how a singular action affects the world and people. You just don't. And so for that reason alone, just do good, right? That's a Mr. Feeney quote at the, uh, the end of Boy Meets World. He says, you know, do good. And Topanga says, do you mean do well? He says, no, do good. And if you just do good without your ego getting in the way of how much impact you should be having and so forth, you will have an impact. And that is how, you know, and when you do the work and you do good, that is how you don't get overwhelmed by the calamities of the world. You know, because your actions are not futile. They are not. That's my message to you. I appreciate you listening. As always, if you have thoughts or questions of your own, I'm sure you probably do. Ask away. Hit me up in the comments section or on social media at Phil Svitek. I would love to get your perspective on some of this stuff. Um, I appreciate you and I'll see you next time.